Welcome to Odd Bits and End Pieces, a podcast about nothing in particular, but focused on fun, music, and current events. And by current events, we mean anything that has ever happened anywhere at any time. Let's meet the Odd Bits and End Pieces players. Riley McNutt, John Paul Gamoki, Lee Johnson, Anita Ruth, Joan Griffith, sound engineer Jose Rodriguez, and our special guest, cellist Greg Byers. Two bits. Hey! Hey! <laughs> oh my god! Hello! We hey! are here today with the last human on Earth. Hello, last human, and what might we call you? What? Who are you? What? <laughs> That's an interesting name. No, my name's Eric. Who are you, and where did Excellent. you... Excellent. Eric. No, that's Eric. That's what I said, Eric. No, you said Eric. Uh, yes? You said it with a K. It's Eric, you know, with a C. I'm pretty sure I said it with a C the first time. You did not. I distinctly heard the K. Well, I didn't mean to. People think you can only really misspell a word when you write, but you can do it just as easily when you're talking. I heard the K. I always hear the K when people say it wrong. What people? Beg pardon? What people? Aren't you the last human on Earth? Sure, sure. I mean, I used to be able to hear it when people misspelled it, and I would still be able to hear it if people were around to screw it up now. Some skills never leave you. How gratifying for you. I also have an excellent memory for names. Uh, that comes in all sorts of useful in the competitive field of health supplement sales. Yes, I see the health supplements definitely gave you a... <laughs> Healthy edge to be the sole survivor of the global apocalypse. What? No, that stuff's poison. Chemical powders, caffeine dosing. I put a tablespoon of sulfur in my socks every morning. Yes, I was wondering about the aroma. Now, have you found your supply interrupted thanks to there being no other people around to mine it? You kidding? There's piles of the stuff thanks to the apocalypse. Fire and brimstone raining from the sky, right? It went down like that? Well... A bit. Mostly it was lakes and rivers drying up, oceans flooding the land, and murder wasps murdering. It was when they were introduced to butterfly knives that really spelled the end. <laughs> yes, and I suppose plan B didn't work. I'm sorry? Plan B. But, you know, plan B... Bzzz. Uh... I bet your aunt didn't like that one. Well, I suppose not. My aunt didn't like the end of days. Neither did my uncle. Uh, no, like ant. Yes, my aunt, I hear you. Ant, like the insect. Look, I thought you could hear spelling. Punning should be a lot easier around you. Oh, ha ha, very nice. One of the happier effects of the apocalypse was that no one could pun at me ever again. Apparently, even now, I can't escape them. But you started it with the butterfly knife joke. That was no joke. You should have seen the little bastards flipping those things around like they were in a Steven Seagal flick. Granted, they were smaller than the knives people used, but they didn't sting any less. <laughs> what? Sting. Oh, son of a... Uh, but, but, please, no cursing. Some of our viewers don't like vulgarity. Viewers? Certainly. And we need to maintain our E rating. No one wants to advertise quality global multi-level marketing firms on a show with naughty language. Viewers? Like, like people? Of course. 
You don't think we are just doing this for fun, do you? This is for informative entertainment. It is a program about a real person, the last of them. But you just said people view this. Certainly. That's what programs like this are for. There are people out there to view this? I think we're getting off topic, Eric. God damn it, Eric! Language! Look, who else is out there? No one! That's the point. You are the last human. The publishing rights alone will be worth millions. Millions of what? There is no government to back a currency, no publishers to publish, and no person to buy it. <laughs> I see you don't miss a thing. The incisive intellect of the one and only last human on Earth. You won't be distracted by non sequiturs. Now, moving back to the topic of you and your miraculous survival. Nothing miraculous about it. There are plenty of fast food restaurants all over from the before times. Before times? <laughs> a bit dramatic. Yeah, before it was just me. Anyway, those frozen nuggets are just as edible now as they were when the restaurants were open and serving. And to stay warm at night, well, I have my pick of mansions to stay in and furniture to burn. I'm currently staying at a lovely house along the Mississippi. The last estimated value I found online when the internet was still around was over seven million. Whoa. The back patio needed a little work, which I got taken care of last spring, and the bathroom needs updating. I'm planning on hitting a Home Depot sometime to look at fixtures. Now, Every lane is the express lane. <laughs> well, you certainly are well set up. Indeed. I guess the real challenge was the beginning of the post-before times. In order to survive those world-ending disasters, I had to... And that's all we have for time today. Tune in next time to learn the secret of living through the end of days. Four Bits. Take a listen to this golden oldie from the movie The Court Jester starring Danny Kaye. In this scene, Danny's character is a knight, and he has to fight the strongest knight in the kingdom to win the right to court the king's daughter. Ryan London Levin and Becca Hart drop by to perform this scene. If I die, just pray that I die bravely. You'll not die. You'll not have to fight him. Griswold dies as he drinks the toast. What? Listen. I've put a pellet of poison in one of the vessels. Which one? The one with the figure of a pestle. The vessel with the pestle? Yes, but you don't want the vessel with the pestle. You want the chalice from the palace. I, I, I don't want the vessel with the pestle. I want the chalice from, from the what? The chalice from the palace. Hmm? There's a little crystal chalice with the figure of a palace. The, the chalice from the palace has the pellet with the poison? No, no, no. The pellet with the poison is in the vessel with the pestle. Oh, the... Pestle with the vessel. The vessel with the pestle. What about the palace from the chalice? Not the palace from the chalice. The chalice from the palace. Where's the pellet with the poison? In the vessel with the pestle. Don't you see? The pellet with the poison's in the vessel with the pestle. The chalice from the palace has a brew that is true. It's so easy. I can say it. Well, then you fight him. Oh, listen carefully. The pellet with the poison's in the vessel with the pestle. The chalice from the palace has a brew that is true. Where the pellet with the poison in the vessel with the pestle. The chalice from the palace has the brew that is true. Good man. Just remember that. The pellet with the poison, the, the pellet with the poison, the vessel with the pestle, the chalice from the palace has the true that is brew, uh, the, the brew that is true. The pellet with the poison in the vessel with the pestle, the chalice from the palace has the true that is brew, uh, <clears throat> brew that is true. The, the chessel with the pestle, uh, uh, the palace with the, the 
pestle with the the, the pellets with the poison in the vessel with the pestle. The palace from the chalice has a brew that is blue. And, no, 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 no. The pellet with the poison in the vessel with the pestle. The chalice. The pellet with the plit. The planet with the poison in the in the vessel with the plazzle in the in the puzzle in the vessel the plazzle with the the blessed the flessel and the flazzle and the plazzle with the the vessel but no I I got it I got it the pellet with the poison and the vessel with the pestle the chalice from the palace with the fruit that is true right right but there's been a change they broke the chalice from the palace they broke the chalice from the palace and replaced it with a flagon flagon with the figure of a dragon. Flagon with a dragon? Right. Did you put the pellet with the poison in the vessel with the pestle? No, the pellet with the poison is in the flagon with the dragon. The vessel with the pestle has a brew that is true. The pellet with the poison in the flagon with the dragon. The vessel with the pestle has a brew that is true? Just remember that. Six bits. Game show. Welcome to the Odd Bits and End Pieces quiz game. There are three topics in each game and three questions with each topic. Each player will get their own topic and question. If they cannot answer a question correctly, the other players can steal a point with a correct answer. Each question is worth one point. The player with the most points at the end of the game is the winner. As host, I can change the point total whenever I want. Our players today are Joan Griffith, Lee Johnson, and Anita Ruth. So, we have three topics today. The topics are food, literature, and mix and match. We're going to start with Anita Ruth, and she's going to have the topic of literature. Yay, she says. I'm very excited. Good, it's about time. All right, the first question is, what's GARP's sport in the world according to GARP? Wrestling. Wrestling is correct. Ding, ding. That's one point for Anita. Very good. Our second question in literature, what legendary table seats 150? The Knights of the Round Table. Very good. That's two points. That's amazing. I didn't think anyone would get those. Okay, our third question in literature for Anita. What actress's autobiography, Knock Wood, chronicles her growing up in Beverly Hills with two dummies? I know the answer to this question. I'd love to hear it. Candace Bergen. You are correct. She swept the category three for three. That is an awe moment. Very good, Anita. Very proud of you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Not an easy category. So, since you did so well, we'll go to Lee, and we'll go with the mix and match right, category. Get, get ready for O for three. Okay, here we go. Lee, what does a typical man cut? 94 miles of in his lifetime. His hair. Uh, can you be more specific? His facial hair. Very good. Whiskers is correct. So Lee has one correct answer. These questions must be really easy this time. <laughs> All right. Question number two. What color is the lipstick on Boy George's wax lips at London's Madame Trousseau's? Is it so? I don't know, like fuchsia red? Um, be more specific. You're I, very close. 
I'm not Revlon. I can't name lipsticks like that. Uh, Joan or Anita, can you have a guess for that? No clue. No clue, says Joan. Pick a color, any color. <laughs> Red. Red is incorrect. The answer is pink, which you were darn close to. Oh, see, I was thinking you were going to go one of those like Revlon colors, like, oh, like Midnight Reverie. Like what? Like I'm not that <laughs> connivingly. I'm a very kind man with kind questions. So question number three, which of Superman's features grow incredibly long when he's exposed to red kryptonite? Which of Superman's features grow incredibly long when he's exposed to red kryptonite? His arms? No. Joan or Anita? His teeth? No, not his teeth. His ears? No, it's hair again. It's hair. His hair and beard grow incredibly long. So, Lee, with the other games you've played, you actually got a question correct. I'm very proud of you, too. One time I got two points. <laughs> that was given to you. Okay, Joan, this is our third and last category, and it's going to be food. What's the alligator pear better known as? The alligator pear. The alligator pear? What's the alligator pear better known as? Uh, tongue and tail. Tongue and tail, no. Lee or Anita? No, nothing? I think you made that one up. No, I did not. The answer is the avocado. If you think of the skin around the avocado and you think of the seed in the middle. Okay, second question, Joan. Are cucumber leaves bisexual or unisexual? <laughs> I never asked. <laughs> <laughs> Are I guess I'm going to go for the buy. You're going to go for the buy. That is incorrect. So Lee or Anita can jump on this Unisexual. One. Uni Unisexual league jumped in there quicker, so Lee, you get the point. And Joan, our third question. What does a chef coddle eggs in? What does a chef coddle eggs in? An egg coddler. An egg coddler? No, that is incorrect. It should be, apparently. It, it should be. Well, you, actually, it could be called that. Uh, Lear, Anita? A very protective household. A very protective household. That would be a great way for the chicken to bring the egg up. Anita, nothing? Not a clue. Okay, the answer is water. Oh, well. Water, that's how we coddle eggs in our house. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Surrounded by love and affection while I'm floating. Okay, so after the tabulation, we have Joan with zero points, Lee with two points, and Anita is the winner with three. Congratulations, Yay! Anita. Thank you, thank you. And thank you so much for playing our pop quiz game show. <laughs> Eight bits. Joan Griffith interviews Greg Byers, a jazz cellist. Hello, everyone. I'm Joan Griffith, your Bits and Pieces interviewer of the day. And my guest today is cellist and all-around amazing musician Greg Byers. So welcome, Greg. Hi, Joan. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, well, it's, it's such an enormous pleasure just to play some music with you. Likewise. And I know. So I think before we get to serious chatting, um, why don't we just play a tune, and then we can talk about uh, what we did and 
what's going on here. That sounds so. great. And All we're right. going to play uh, one of my favorite hidden gems of a great American songbook, I Hear a Rhapsody. All right. Can barely wait. Well, Greg, that was just way too much fun. <laughs> uh, we've played a couple times together now, and and um, it's just a pleasure, uh, all around exciting. Like, likewise, I love playing in in duet settings. Um, I find, that especially in jazz, there's so much communication and interplay. Um, there's a lot of history. We don't need to go into history. We don't have time. But um, there isn't as much jazz cello duets, so. Certainly, I enjoy it. <laughs> I, I probably that's an understatement, but um, I think our listeners should know that um, Greg is here uh, uh, playing. I'm playing guitar, and he's playing the cello. And it's a it's not a totally unusual experience to hear jazz cello, but it is relatively rare in the wider world. And um, how did you come to that? Well, I started playing actually Suzuki method cello when I was two and a half. And so I, I've just been playing cello 
as long as I can remember, really. And, of course, I started uh, pretty traditionally classical music and playing in my school orchestra program growing up in upstate New York. And eventually I kind of uh, wanted to play the music I was hearing on the radio, to be honest, which was like Metallica and Red Hot Chili Peppers and all this, you know, rock from back in the 90s or whatever. But that's what me and my friends would jam on before orchestra rehearsal and that sort of led to like well what else can I do on the cello and um, I when I found out about improvisation and how much that was a part of jazz I think I really appreciated getting to do my own thing as opposed to somebody telling me dictating this is the notes you will play and this is when you will be featured and you know mm-hmm. a lot more freedom um And from there, I picked up bass as well in order to sort of immerse myself more in jazz and and that style of music. And then it was just off to the races. I loved, I still love learning about different styles of music. And um, I think that reflects in my playing. Yeah. And so back to your learning, I I, I find um, as a teacher myself, on guitar anyway, that the idea of improvising and playing by ear is something that guitar players seem to jump into with both feet right away and resist at every turn learning how to read music. But it's usually the other way around if you're playing in an orchestra. And so you didn't Mm -hmm. have any teachers or parents that said, wait a minute, that's going the wrong direction? Or were they very encouraging? I think most of the teachers I had throughout my time in high school, um, especially, um, but even in college, I had a lot of Um, teachers and mentors that were very open and accepting of me wanting to push the boundaries of what you could do with the instrument. And I was very lucky that I went to a private high school and Bob Stata um, was the music director, instrumental music director. And I came in with my buddy who was a trombone player and just sat down one day and started playing a trombone part with him. And he was like, okay, great. Absolutely, let's do this. So um, to have allies like that was really special. There definitely was some resistance at points. I had one uh, faculty member in my undergrad tell me that why... He asked rhetorically why I would want to even bother to learn how to improvise because my career would just end up being whole notes anyhow. So, yeah. um, That's harsh. But that was also sort of good motivation for, like... Well, I actually think I can do better than just playing whole notes for my whole career. And let's be real, I do get hired to play pretty slow things still, Mm -hmm. but um, that's not what defines me, I don't think. So um, I'm very grateful for all the teachers, and there's a lot of them, too many to name. But even the ones that didn't necessarily play jazz, they still were totally open to me exploring that. That's fantastic. Um, I think before we sign off with you that... Um, you should tell people that you have a website and that you can you can see all the exciting things that you've been up to in the last year or so. Absolutely. You can check me out at cellogreg.com. I'm on Instagram at cellogreg. Um, and uh, all sorts of uh, all sorts of good stuff. So yeah, find me on YouTube. Find me all over the place. All right. Well, Greg, thank you so much for coming down and playing with with me today. And um, uh, listeners out there, check him out. This is just a small part of mm-hmm. what you can do. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be uh, the inaugural guest on Bits and Pieces. So thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
2020, you're the one. This pandemic is no fun. 2020, I'm terribly sick of you. Doo-doo-doo-dee-doo. 2020 took my joys, crushed my dreams with no noise. 2020, you're a soul-sucking witch, it's true. Every day when I'm quarantined in my house, I find that too much drinking can make me feel bad and lousy. Sip-a-sap-suppy. 2020, please and now, cause I'm the size of a cow. 2020, we're awfully tired of wearing masks. I have no desire to. 2020, I'll never Zoom with you. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Odd Bits and End Pieces. We would like to thank our sponsor, York Dental, at the corner of York and 76th Street in Edina, Minnesota. Dr. Silva, Inez, and Jelinek's award-winning practice will gently take care of all your dental needs. Sunshine, my only sunshine.